On Good Morning, it's Rise and Stein, Ray Haynes in day two of teaching on <laughs> Passover. Someone just called and said, does Ray have a book? <laughs> well, yes, no. it's uh, it's all of these. It's online. on a word document. We, we post them. For <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here, feel, here's feel free to put your name on it and put it in any book you like. <laughs> here's what's happening. So you go to the Victory Facebook page, or the Risenstein Facebook page, and you click on the Passover link. Every part of Ray's teaching is there in the audio form, and then at the end of this morning, it will be there in notes form. So. Mm -hmm. And I'll steal somebody else's line, but uh, they said, is this copywritten? He says, yes, you have the right to copy it. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And write it. Mm -hmm. And write it, sir. <laughs> I invented all of it. Yes. So if you want a transcript of today's show, write everything down we say. That's right. <laughs> uh, we'll post it for you. We'll make it easy for you. Mm -hmm. All right. The next section is eating the afikomen. Mm. As I mentioned earlier, it was optional. Because it was dessert. Now, mm -hmm. growing up, did you did you guys have a piece of it? Did you save it, or what did you guys do with it? What we did with the afikoman was it was broken, but we didn't understand the significance. Sure. It was hidden. We did not understand the significance. It was found. Mm -hmm. It was raised. We did not understand the significance. <laughs> the kid who found it got a dollar, and then we had whatever dessert was already made, which was usually a really, really bad chocolate cake because it didn't have leaven. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it was terrible. Desserts were terrible at Passover. So so here is a, an, it is kind of ironic. It would have been better to pour honey on the afikoman and oh, eat it yeah. and really enjoy and have a good dessert. But no, yeah. there would not be a much prophetic word in that, would there be? But what have, what have, <laughs> what unfortunately for those Jews who rejected Jesus, what did they do? They found him they set him aside and ate something else, which is wow. which is the sad tragedy and wow. why we pray for a people wow. who, who he, he showed himself to, found them, put them right in their hands, and then they say, eh, I'll have this. So this that, that just broke me. Sorry. Yeah. It's just it's just this reality of this this thing that they that God put in front of them for thousand for fifteen hundred years, and they just kept going, eh, eh, eh. So you can't complete the meal without eating the afikoman. The broken middle matzah, hidden, found, brought back, you get a great reward. Now, obviously, Jesus, the rabbis have rigid codes as to the appearance of the matzah. Again, extremely ironic. <laughs> Must have stripes, be pierced, and without leaven. That's them, not us. The Christians didn't invent that. That's the rabbis. Jesus was afflicted, striped, pierced, and without sin. Mm. Isaiah 53, wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Now, I believe they probably understand somewhere in there that that's a messianic scripture. Mm. You just have to just be totally, clo intentionally closing your eyes not to get that. Sailors would often save some of the afikoman because, as David said, didn't know what else to do with it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they'd take this little piece, put it in their pouch, and they believed it could calm the seas. And it was always makes me laugh as you think about the many miracles of Jesus. Mm -hmm. he, he did to try to help end the disciples' unbelief. It was an utter failure. They just never could figure out. He could tell them straight. He could tell them in a parable. They'd all go, what do you think he means by that? <laughs> and he's never, ever... You think ever... he means don't eat the bread from the other side of the sea? I mean, from from the la until he appears, he appears to them risen, and they're going, 
is it a ghost? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, they, they just never, ever got it. But they're fishermen, and so he's the Afikoman. So there's a storm in the boat. He's what? He's sleeping. Mm-hmm. He's the Afikoman in their pouch. Mm-hmm. He calms the sea. He's the Afikoman in their pouch. So you know they're going, hmm, hmm, this whole time. <laughs> but they just can't commit themselves to putting all the confidence. So now, now at the greatest moment when they really need to hear Jesus... They're at this last Passover, the Last Supper, and they get to this part of the service. They go, and the youngest, probably John, goes and, and finds it or gets it or pulls it out from under his seat. And Jesus doesn't set it aside. He doesn't go on to the next thing. Mm. He stops and says, all right, so 1,500 years here. Mm. Let me explain this to you guys because they're never going to get this. But for a moment, let's just have a conversation about this Afikoman thing. And he ble- he breaks it and he blesses it. And he says, listen, this, is my this body. mystery right here, mm. this is me. Wow. This is my body. I am. Mm. And he told him that night over and over again, I am going to be crucified. But I'll, I'm going to meet you. You're going to, uh, you go to, when that happens, you go to Galilee. I'll meet you there. He tells them that at the Last Supper. I mean, most gracious thing I think Jesus does for them. We know because we were there. Jerusalem is down here. Galilee's way up here. Mm -hmm. In the most terrified moment of their life, he says, when you're at your worst, go home. I'll meet you there. You don't have to endure this. You don't have to feel like you're, you don't have to hide out down here in Jerusalem. Go home. Just go home. How many of them go home? Zero. This, they're just so confused. They, they're in a perpetual state of confusion. But he breaks this, and he says, this is my body, and it's about to be broken for you. And you have that verse in Corinthians, the same night he was betrayed, took bread, gave thanks, broken, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So every other Jewish family having Passover tonight, they probably won't eat the afikoman. But for Christians... We've turned that into the what we call communion because mm. it's the one part you cannot neglect. You have to take it into your body. The Bible says, uh, Paul wrote in Corinthians also, man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. So why is that? Well, at Passover time, the Jews got ceremonial clean, ceremonially clean. They fixed up the roads. They whitewashed the tombs. Remember when he called them whitewashed tombs? Yep, yep. <laughs> so what they did is, uh, if there was somebody buried there, they uh, during the Passover season before, they, they put whitewash on it. So if you're traveling and you need some place to stay that night, you wouldn't go and be de- defiled by being near a dead body. So there's caves is a lot of times where the burials are. So it could be a tomb. So coming in contact with the dead body would have made them unceremonially clean. They couldn't have the Passover. Right. Mm-hmm. They travel from their home to do the Passover. So this is what you mean examine. Don't just randomly wander through your life, but look and see all the things that God's pointing to you going, that will make you unclean. Now, the Jewish law prescribes an olive-sized pizza matzah be eaten. (laughs) Ironic. Olive-sized piece of matzah, not olive-sized pizza. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like an olive pizza to remind me of Jesus. An olive-sized piece of the afikoman to commemorate the lamb. I mean, in a sense... They see it, they just won't see it. Mm-hmm. Mm. They can't eat the meat anymore. So they'd say at least um, at the very end of the Seder meal, you take at least an olive-sized piece, and it's the last thing you eat, and you allow it to stay in. It, you can't eat any other food after that, so it stays and remains in you. 
so the taste of it mm. remains in you. Does that sound like anything for a Christian? I don't know. <laughs> wow. <Just> like, seriously, <laughs> Rabbi. Seriously. So they, they, they come so close, it's crazy. The only thing you can do after that piece, the third cup of wine, it's a cup, this, uh, the cup of redemption and blessing. They remember their deliverance from slavery, their redemption from the plagues. It goes to the verse, I will redeem you. If the Afikoman was his body, obviously the third cup is his blood. In the same way, after supper, he took it. This is the new covenant. I've always promised to you, this is a brand new covenant. Remember the first one? I took you out as a bridegroom. You were my mm -hmm. bride. I took you out. Now I've got a new covenant, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry you. Um, mm. This is just my reminder. I'm going to marry you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Then they have a fourth cup that says, I I will take you to be my people. They sing a hymn. They uh, In that one, they went out from the Mount of Olives, and he said, you'll all fall away. For it's written, I'll strike the shepherd, the sheep will be scattered, but after I've risen, I will go ahead of you, one more time, into Galilee. <laughs> so one of the things to remember here in this Passover uh, moments and that part of the service is the tenderness of God when you're going through your worst. He's trying to help you get to a place where you can rest, where you can be at peace. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to give you peace. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. That is part 11. Part 12 is coming up with Ray Haynes, our general manager here, our friend, our pastor. And uh, the teaching of Passover continues. It's all posted at the Victory Facebook page and the Rise and Stein Facebook page. The notes will also be posted at the end so you don't look on somebody else's paper. It's no cheating. <laughs>